1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating as we dig into the whys behind people's behavior and that includes yourself. (laughs) This past week we (laughs) dug pretty deep into the whys of why many people are facing the dating conundrums or facing at our first Sounding Board live event, we called it the Dating Council Kind of like Judge Judy, where Julie and I were the judges, and we (laughs) give you a verdict on your situation. And I have to say, Julie, I thought we've heard every question and dating conundrum there is, and there were a couple surprising ones I've never heard of.
0: It was so fun. I think people had a really good time, because it was a mix of, you know, entertainment, but also good advice, you know? And it was a chance to ask us stuff, but do it in a fun way. People said it was a really fun Thursday night. That's what we kept hearing over and over again. And shout out to Louise, who helped us produce the event, who made it super interactive and showed us that Zoom can do all this stuff that none of us knew. I swear she's like the Zoom master.
1: I had no idea (laughs) you could get so interactive in Zoom. In fact, we thought Zoom was not the right format or platform for us, that we were looking everywhere else until Louise (laughs) came on board and she basically showed us Zoom's perfect ways of interacting, such as the annotations function. Who
0: knew? I know. People said, too, that they really liked the timer and the music. I think, you know, you got to get the energy in there. Like Zoom has a connotation of super sleepy work meetings, and I think ours was anything but, so... I'm super excited for our next one. We have another one scheduled. So again, shout out if you're not in the sounding board, definitely get in because we have another event for November, the week before uh, Thanksgiving. And we're going to have Kimmy Seltzer, who you all know and love from Hacks to Looking Your Best, be in there. So she's going to be able to kind of look at your dating profiles, look at what you're wearing and give you those hacks like right away in real time. And again, like last time if you don't feel comfortable doing it you can just come for the entertainment and watch so it's it's a win-win for everyone
1: yeah exactly you don't have to interact but I feel like everyone by the end wanted to interact oh, totally. and give us their input and um, just to clarify, you need to sign up for the sounding board in order to come to these events and it's for there are three tiers in the sounding board you'll see all the descriptions but this is for the middle tier and the upper tier so if you'd like to join these monthly live events please sign up for the middle tier or the upper tier so you can get more involved with the other people who are also part of the same tier in the sounding board.
0: Oh, and if you do just want the lower tier, that's also an option. If you don't want to be going to events, we are releasing our our monthly audio series. That's basically like in the form of, you know, guided prompts and exercises. It's almost like guided meditation, but for like getting to your soul with dating. Like we're doing, <laughs> <laughs> we're still trying to come up with the right name a hundred percent for it. Cause it's feel like it's, it's something that people have done in journals, but not as much in audio. But since you all love listening to audio and we love talking, we figured it would be a good method. But one of the things that we're talking about in the first one is limiting beliefs. And I know Mm -hmm. personally, I've done exercises with this before, and it has been, I would say, probably the number one thing that helped me get out of the rut I was in.
1: And it's not just dating. It's applicable to everything in your life. And part of what we want to really prove with the sounding board is that dating is not a siloed part of your Mm -hmm. life. It is influenced by all the other parts and it also influences the other areas of your life. So, limiting beliefs applies to pretty much everything. And this can really, you can really benefit from this in all aspects of your life.
0: And our last thing that we're going to add to the sounding board is we hit a thousand members in our Facebook group, which is awesome. So, we're not getting rid of the free (laughs) Facebook group. However, one of the things that we used to do in the Facebook group was the happy hours. You probably heard us mention them. You've probably been there mm-hmm. yourself. And we used Facebook rooms, which was great because it would just made it super accessible for people to connect all the time. And in theory, we'd love people to even connect more and more. Like one member's like, can we do a book club? Yeah, we'd love to do that. So like there's so yeah. many things we can do. So unfortunately, rooms disappears with a 1000 people. And I think some of it is like the reality that Facebook groups get harder and harder to manage. Part of the reason what we want to do at the sounding port is preserve that intimate setting that we've had in there. And We knew that we were going to get bigger. We just didn't know it would come this fast. So we are going to have a members-only Facebook group now to do the rooms, and we'll have a lot of engagement. So as as long as you do the the lower tier, the $8 a month, or $6 if you do annually, so it's like a cup of coffee and a bagel, if you do that, Mm -hmm. then you get access to all that too. So that is a change that we're making. It wasn't necessarily a change that we planned on, but it was kind of uh, circumstantial. The blessing in disguise here is that it's going to give us a lot more flexibility.
1: Yeah. And do we have any listeners who work on Facebook groups? We love (laughs) to chat with you because we're still really unsure about the functions. We love to keep everything kind of contained to Facebook, but it's proving to be a little bit more challenging than we thought. So anybody... Facebook? Rooms? <laughs> There's <laughs> some like,
0: weird rules that at like yeah. 500 people, you can't invite people to events anymore. But it's, anymore. And but it's like,
1: unwritten rules. Yeah. And it keeps changing. So that's what we're confused about.
0: But anyways, go to datablepodcast.com slash sounding board. We have a great... I mean, I was so excited by the turnout of people.
1: Just yes. everyone
0: is so genuine. I think that's the word that we keep throwing around. Like people are just like legit people I'd be friends with. So yeah, join the sounding board if you're not in there already, com slash sounding board.
1: And very supportive. Imagine having a bunch of strangers who are just rooting for you all the time. <laughs> that is the feeling. And these strangers eventually become friends, which is the magic of creating these communities. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she's like, it's
0: kind of weird that I haven't met anyone new in the last year. <laughs> and I'm like, I've met so many new people. So many.
1: <laughs> and can I just say, we do not intend – I mean, obviously, this is a nice byproduct, but it is so diverse in so our diverse. community. Uh, we we are just so pleased by how diverse it is. This is, like, mm-hmm. the most diverse group that I've ever seen. Yeah. It's fantastic. And you get, like,
0: opinions. I think the diversity really comes in because you get different perspectives, like, different Absolutely. gender, different age, different life stage. Like, there's so many different perspectives in there that makes you be like, oh – Maybe I should think about this in a different way or someone that's like rooting for you and you're like, okay, my gut instinct was right.
1: Yeah. Like one example, we were talking about divorces and how divorces are different, done Differently in every city, every state, every country. So it's kind of neat to hear everybody's kind of experience, or even if they haven't had experience, but like how it's done differently and how that affects how you see divorces. Yeah, and also like
0: everyone's like, "Oh, dating in my city is the worst," and I think this definitely shows that like same issues
1: apply everywhere, just a little twist. Absolutely, (laughs) but it's not issues. It's dating is awesome. We just we can all come together to figure out how to make it awesome all the time and not um, be this totally. echo chamber of saying dating sucks because that's we don't think dating sucks dating can be really fun and exciting
0: and i don't think our group does that i think that actually has been another pleasant surprise that's yeah. been like one of our i think both of us were a little like uh oh, should we do this group is it just going to be like people bitching all the time it has not been that at all so yeah
1: nope not at all but i will bitch about uh it getting much darker out there. Usually when we record these, I get <laughs> Daylight really nice savings. daylights. Daylight <laughs> savings, great. I love getting that extra hour, but it also just shows that the days are getting shorter and winter's coming. Although in San Francisco, like winter doesn't really mean much, but the days are getting shorter, that's for sure. So... And with 2020 and COVID, I mean, Halloween was just so different this past weekend.
0: Honestly, I didn't even think about it. I, like, kind of forgot about Halloween. You know Halloween is my favorite holiday. You love
1: Halloween. It just didn't
0: even cross my mind this year. I think I've been so wrapped up in, like, the election and... We'll talk about that. In a and second. everything else. That's going and Everything on. else. But I just like haven't been thinking about it, and I think I just, I think I mentally blocked out that there's not going to be like major parties this year. I was actually surprised right. when some people were like, "Oh, I am going to parties." I was like, "What?"
1: I know. I was really hesitant. So my boyfriend and I went to like a secret rooftop party that was all outdoors, and it was only 15 people limited, and we all had to stay at our own tables. So you can you can't like mingle really. And I just I was curious. I'm like, what would this be like? Yeah. And it was a very odd. So first of all, it was very odd because everyone's in a mask and their costume, <laughs> and some of the. Costumes had masks, so like some people were like double masked. (laughs) Wait, was (laughs) it like someone's house party? No, it was. It was on top of a hotel that was not open.
0: Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I was like, why would someone like have a house party and then be like, everyone needs to sit at a table away from each other? (laughs) No,
1: it was no. They they had a deal with this hotel and they just opened up the rooftop and their bar for us. And everyone's costumes were. You could tell it was something that they've worn like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Halloween was such an afterthought this year. Everyone was dressed as like whatever they wore last year, whatever they could find in their closet. And uh, my boyfriend and I, we have this. We always liked to dress as a family. So we were Tiger King. He's ti- he was Joe Exotic. I was Carol Baskin. Our our dogs were um, a lion and a tiger. <laughs> so we we had a whole family thing going. And I think we were the only ones, maybe, who thought about our costume wow. that that were like twenty twenty appropriate. Everybody else was just there to socialize. But the other observation I had was. I think a lot of people hadn't been out in a really long time, so they were, uh, let's just say, forgot what their limits limits are when yeah. it comes to alcohol. People were getting sloshed, like puking all over the place, puking in the bathroom. We were out within like two hours. Like This is getting really ridiculous because I think people were like, oh my God, this is my chance to drink.
0: I admit that I'm definitely a little hungover today. I did not celebrate Halloween, per se, but I, like, had dinner. Actually, I had dinner plans for a while. It was a friend of mine's birthday, and then she ended up going to New York. But we what? were, like, so the rest of us were, like, oh, eh, let's just still go out anyway. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> you hijacked her. her well, we were already
0: pl- all planning <laughs> on getting together, so we weren't going to, like, we, you know, like, we had yeah, plans. Yeah, like, why not? So we're, yeah, like, we exactly. might as well. Like, I... T- <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, we just went out for dinner, and we actually went super early because one of my friends with her baby came too, uh-huh. and we also like there weren't a ton of reservations, so we just were like, yeah, whatever. What else are we doing at five? You know, you might as well
2: go we out early.
0: We had dinner at five. <laughs> <laughs> we had early bird special. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was it was all good. It was like are on the you heated even patio hungry at five. But I'm going to tell you why dinner at five is actually quite dangerous is what I'm is where I'm going with this story. Oh, shit. Okay. So AARP time we, is dangerous. That's we were guessing. grandparents. Well, I don't know. My my friend is a two-year-old, so it's kind of yeah, like – Yeah, like She actually was like, I would have preferred to go at like six thirty seven, like 6.30-ish, but there was nothing available. So we're like, right, fuck it. Let's right, just do yeah. it. Also, like, it can get a little cold at night sometimes in SF. Last night was beautiful, though. So it was, like, a perfect. perfect night. So anyways, we went at five. And we definitely, like, were having some drinks in general. It was, like, five of us. It wasn't a big group. The couple that has the kid, they left after. And then I went to a bar with the other two. I love that I was totally fifth wheeling it, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm like friends with, I'm like, I consider yeah. their like husbands, like, or husbands and boyfriends, like good friends at this point. So totally. it like doesn't even face me. So <laughs> um, I was, the three of us went to a bar. We found the one bar on Chestnut Street in the marina that did not make you buy food. They only made you buy a dollar checks Mix. Because we just came from like a oh. massive meal. So it's like really hard to like go out. Anyways, so I, it, oh. we definitely had a bunch. Like people were um, coming by like dressed up. Like people mm-hmm. were actually either eating out dressed up. Or they were, like, walking around. And some people were just, like, kind of drunk in the streets. So we definitely Mm -hmm. commented. But my friend that I was with, her she gets so into Halloween. Like, this is, like, her favorite holiday. And she didn't give a – like, it didn't phase her either. And she literally was entering the costume contest. Hopefully it doesn't blow her cover. It's probably okay. She was entering the costume contest at her work. And she literally used a photo from, like, four
1: years ago. Oh, so she didn't even get dressed up. No, she totally cheated. She put the photo in, and she's like, (laughs) "How would it?" I mean,
0: they're not gonna know. Yeah, what
1: were the rules?
0: (laughs) No, it's basically like the photo was taken at a party, but it's just her and her boyfriend against a wall, so it just looks like they're at like their house by themselves. But it was okay, kind of funny. That's totally <laughs> fair.
1: That's totally fair. But I
0: woke up with like a hangover. I was like, I ha- I like haven't gone out. We were out till like eleven, which is pretty damn late nowadays. That,
1: yeah, you had dinner at five. Yeah. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the the bar we went to was so cute. They had like a piano man playing and then like which bar? it was reading green green off. I can never pronounce it. I have no idea. But what that is. <laughs> the guy okay. was like saying that they stay open till two because now bars in San Francisco are open at 25% capacity, too. Right. It's so nice out that it we're like, might as well sit outside. And he's like, yeah, it gets a little crazy. And we were like looking around at like 11 and we're like, we're like the only ones out here. <laughs> <like, laughs> it's not crazy. <laughs> we're like, on a scale of one to 10, how crazy is it right now? <laughs> oh.
1: Oh my god. It was it was
0: definitely a different Halloween. We looked across the yeah. street and there was a beauty salon and there were like four girls like raging in there themselves. Like one of them must one of them must have worked there or owned it. They were literally just like <laughs> dancing in the hair salon.
1: But I kind of love that because you don't have FOMO during this time. You don't want to be around 100 people wearing costumes. It's like you find your own source of happiness in your own quarantine groups. I don't know. I
0: think it would have made me too depressed to even do like a 15-person Halloween celebration.
1: Really? It's like my
0: favorite holiday and I just decided to like zone it out this year. (laughs) That
1: was my right. solution. Well, you didn't miss uh, anyways, much. Anyways, I did
0: vote, which was exciting. So, I mean, yeah. by the time this is airing, as people know, we do our intros on Sunday evenings, So, oh a little delayed, but...
1: Nerve-wracking. I'm so fucking nervous. Have you voted yet or about to? I'm I'm doing all my research tonight because I have Tuesday all day mm. to do research. I've reserved that day. So... I will be voting on Tuesday, but I am so nervous because this episode comes out after the results, and I, you know, it's like I wish I could fast forward to the future.
0: I don't think that we'll get results um, that night, anyways. Like I think yeah. it's going to be a week or so. That's my not scientific. Like no one's telling me this. this is just my gut rant. Re- but we'll thing. have
1: we'll have a status. yes yes right that's nerve-wracking so when i dropped off my ballot it
0: was super easy at sf by the way like literally took me one second and i was like putting my ballot in and the woman behind it was like Julie, and I'm like who the
2: fu- like who is this?
0: And it was one of our very early past guests. So shout out to Linda if you're listening. And so cool. she, I did not recognize her. I mean, she's wearing a mask, so it's already hard to recognize her. I've also haven't seen her in what like five years. So yeah. Well, is she from season two? Yeah, she was really early. Really early. It was on. really early. So yeah, but it was funny. I was just like, oh, but. We also had a really fun appearance on KQED again, so we made our second appearance <laughs> talking about the political, the political experiment that we did last week. So if you haven't checked out that episode, like definitely check it out. I know like some people felt like this is a lot; it's triggering, but it's so good and it's so interesting to hear people's dates. That in can itself, we just give
1: some BTS info on how this went down? Because the first time we were on KQED. The entire process took 15 minutes tops. We were in and out. Julie and I actually had scripts written out because we we're like, we gotta be super prepared. This time around, we were like, no, let's do bullet points because we want to sound more natural, you know, like speak more like, like we're conversing. The entire process, I think, took like 35, 40 minutes, right? Yeah. Because we kept having to redo. It wasn't because of us. It was because of technical difficulties. But we kept having to redo and retake from the top. And by the time we did it, like the fourth take, we both had – basically had our answers memorized at that point
0: but i think we sounded pretty damn good all said and done so it was totally worth it like when yeah. i went to dinner last night like all my friends were like you you sounded good on there like you guys don't even use filler words like one of my <laughs> friends like husband's like how did you guys train yourself not to use filler words I'm like i don't know we've been doing this for a while Still a work in progress, but yeah. Yeah. I thought overall it came out pretty good and it oh, was just a great. super interesting story in general. Like they did a really good job with the production of like setting mm-hmm. the scene and the whole thing. So definitely check it out. It's on our Instagram, um, and it's on our YouTube also.
1: Yeah, it's a really freaking great clip. I love it. it it's so like it's I love the people like KQED. <laughs> I know, they're so great. <laughs> And they love dating stories. I know. They love to talk about dating. It's so funny. I think
0: also this is definitely a meatier topic than last time. Like last time we talked about COVID trends and it was like turbo relationships fail fast mentality. This was like deep into like not deep into politics. We won't go that far, but it was it was a little more meaty per se.
1: And controversial.
0: Yeah. You had to kind of like make sure you were saying the right thing a little more, but.
1: Yeah, 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 it's a little bit more of a sensitive topic. And speaking of sensitive topics, I want to get your opinion on on this because this kind of came up during our sounding board after party in the uh, happy hour rooms. And, and we kind of talked about it in the live show too, which is like red flags, right? And um, we were talking about if you go on a date with someone who talks shit about their ex mm. on the first date, or early on in your relationship. Do you think that's a red flag? Yes. I think, why do you think that is? Well,
0: my instinct was yes. <laughs> now that I'm backing up, I don't ever want to make a judgment without knowing like, I think, mm-hmm. like, if someone got cheated on or something really bad happened, like, I think there's certain circumstances that you're just not going to think fondly of your ex. And that really has nothing to do with you. But I think I always think of, like, the Sex and the City episode when, like, Berger, like, starts, like, s- like swearing off his answering machine when his, like, ex calls. He's like, yes. fuck you, fuck you. Like, <laughs> And it's just there is something a little triggering about it. It makes it feel like they're not over it. Because I think yes. like when you're over it, you just kind of feel like nothing towards it. I, I mean, I'd, I'd prefer someone to be like hating their ex than in love with their ex still. But I think having someone more neutral would definitely be less of a red flag.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's something kind of – I find it a turn off when someone talks shit about their ex when you didn't even ask. It's unsolicited. Yeah. It, it does show that they're not over it. They ha- There are some unresolved issues. And also – it's like why is why is there so much anger? Yeah, I just don't think you need to bring that.
0: Like it's it a just new, doesn't look good. No, especially early on. It's like really, I don't know. I used to think that maybe you should talk about your past relationships to hear where they w- have been, but I'm yeah. starting to think that maybe we shouldn't be. Because I feel like the more and more I've done that on dates, it hasn't necessarily like led to like I remember had like this. Amazing first date. You probably remember this one, UA. And it was like, we talked for hours about like everything under the sun. Actually, a couple of them. One guy goes to be after, but then (laughs) another guy, like we had like the second date planned and then it kind of just fizzled because I feel like we like got it all out. Like we literally had nothing to talk about the second date because we had talked about like everything under the sun. And I think, I don't know. I think the more I'm thinking about it is just to like have more fun together and like shared new experiences and like that stuff can come out like on like a little later on like maybe not like months in but at least like date three four five like it doesn't need to be on the first couple that's my opinion
1: In an ideal world, yes. But in a very curious and nosy world of UA, I need to know right away. I need to know what didn't work out with your ex, what was wrong with that relationship. Something I do really appreciate about my current boyfriend and also remember the guy I dated before him who's also divorced. Mm. Both of them have never talked shit about their ex-wives. They've only talked about their differences, why they weren't seeing eye to eye on certain issues. And I appreciate that because I think... it's really easy for people to talk shit about their Mm ex-spouse because there's just so much intertwined and i know divorces are horrendous but i remember going on uh, a first date with a divorced guy before my current boyfriend and his, you know, he he brought up the divorce himself, but his first words were, "My ex-wife is an amazing person, and I really respect her. We just weren't seeing eye to eye about having kids," mm-hmm. and I, I I thought that was a really great way to frame their relationship. Totally.
0: Yeah,
1: I but mean, I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's a tricky subject. I mean, I've also been in the cert circ- the situation. Maybe for me personally, it's a little different too. Like I've been in the situation where. My ex is still in the picture, but I'm dating new people and mm-hmm. I still am not totally over it and I'm not there right now. But I think maybe that's when I have wanted to talk about it more. Maybe that's yeah. where I'm crossing a bridge of not wanting to talk about it as much because I'm finally like being like accepting that this isn't my person But, like, I think if someone really wants to talk about their ex, that might not be the best sign either.
1: Yeah. Maybe not about the ex, just about past relationships and what you learn from them and not so specifically about that one person. I
0: do want to know when their last relationship was. Me too. Because I've definitely had the situation where it ended, like, two weeks ago and they weren't officially divorced (laughs) yet. So, yeah, (laughs) I think I want to avoid those. But I don't know. I think, like, when – yeah, when I hear – I don't know, six, mu- anything over six months, I'm like, okay, I'm in the Claire. Like yeah. if it's like six
1: months is maybe it depends on how
0: long they were dating. But it, de-
1: it so depends if they were married. It's a whole different situation. But
0: when it's like, s- like three months or earlier, it does make me question.
1: Yeah, I like to I like to learn about what uh, why it ended. When did it end and why I'm a better fit <laughs> than the previous person It doesn't mean I'm a better person it just means I'm a better fit.
0: Although I don't know if anyone, if anyone remembers the um, episode we did, it was first date in 12 years with mm-hmm. uh, my a date that I went on I, the guy was referencing that was separated. He, I was his first date in 12 years coming out of a divorce. And I had also ended things with my ex, like, a week before. Yeah, We both came in and we just were not suited to be on that date, basically. It no, was, like, one of those. you had
1: th- fun.
0: Yeah, we were talking about, like, our exes the whole time. <laughs> like, that is not. I mean, it ended in a drunken makeup, but still, it wasn't because. <laughs> See, you had
1: fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, but we were, like, it was just, if you took a look at that from the outside, you'd be, like, this is not healthy. Like, these people no. should be, like talking about the current day we don't need to go back there it was too fresh free therapy
1: for each other yeah (laughs) we were in that situation for a reason but this is all kind of related to our episode for this week um i kind of i'm always wondering if you can spot the red flags from the Mm. beginning and if you are able to what do you do with them (laughs) you know and i i i know hindsight is 2020 and i been in so many relationships where I'm like, wow, that was a really big red flag from the very beginning. I just chose to not
0: right. see it yes. or
1: hear it. Um, but in in our story today or our interview today, our guest has a, a few stories where I think there were some red flags from the beginning oh, that you totally. see. Um, And sometimes we just – because we like someone so much, we just choose to not hear those red flags.
0: Right. So Layla, our guest, definitely – I mean, I, this actually stemmed from us being like we want – because back when we first started the podcast, we did a lot of just flat-out dating stories. Yeah. And we did a call-out of anyone have a good dating story. And one of our mutual friends tagged her and was oh, like, "Oh yes. she has so many stories. And I remember I got on the phone with her because we do a screener for guests And it was just like one after another. So we finally reined it into two of them, but they were very interconnected. I think this whole theme of like lying and cheating and what cheating actually means. And I know UA, you shared like one of your stories too. And it's, it's not trust when it's not trusting people, like all that piece. So there's a lot of just you know the the darker side, I guess, of relationships of when trust really does fail.
1: Well, I always hear those relationship stories when they end and one person says something like, I didn't even know who he was. But I'm like, how do you you know, how do you know when you're not when you're in a relationship like that? How do you get bamboozled so much that when it ends, you feel like you were dating a completely different person? That just boggles my mind. And it scares me a little bit that people are are capable of doing that. I mean, yeah, I think
0: this was was a good episode to dive into because obviously we like to focus on the butterflies and rainbows side of love and relationships. (laughs) But you do need to be aware, especially like as women too, where safety is a concern. Like I think And I mean, with lying and cheating, it's not just women. That's everyone. I think that stuff can really traumatize you and hold you back from future relationships. So I think this, our guest Layla, though, she did take accountability when we talked Mm -hmm. to her. And I think that's the first and foremost, most important step because- I think you actually open this entire thing up with the why of what we do, not just what others do. And I think that is so important because if you just blame others, you don't realize when you are the common denominator and some factor, and that just allows us to keep repeating.
1: And I do want to make this point, which is we recorded this episode a while ago, and we paused it because of COVID, <laughs> and we wanted to give more COVID-relevant episodes but we had to bring it back because it's a it's a really great interview. But I did see Layla recently, and she said that she's been working on herself oh, great. quite a bit and doing a lot of introspection and personal d- development. So she's taking a dating hiatus, and um, after everything that's happened to her, I think she realized that she needs to go a little bit deeper in herself to figure out why this is happening and how she can overcome these challenges that's fantastic and i hope we have her back on the show after this like break me too me too. She, I When I saw her, she seemed like she was in a really great place. So I'm very excited for her. Before we get to this episode, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Function of Beauty. We always say there's no one-size-fits-all solution to dating because everyone's so different. Well, funny enough, you know, the same applies to hair care too. We've all been there where a friend recommends a great shampoo they're obsessed with and you try it and you just don't love it. Function of Beauty is about to change all of that by formulating hair care specifically for you. How specific? Well, they have over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure that the formula is unique as you. Julie, you've had a chance to try their shampoo for a while now. Do you see a difference? Oh,
0: I love it. Like, I feel like especially with someone that has naturally curly hair, it has Mm -hmm. tamed it and... Yeah, I think it's fantastic and I even have it saying function of dateable cuz you can personalize yeah, it.
1: Perfect. <laughs> it's so cute. Your hair is looking shiny too. Well, as the internet's top-rated customized hair care product, Function of Beauty has over 40,000 real five-star reviews. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Again, go to functionofbeauty.com slash for 20% off and let them know you heard it about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash And with that said, let's hear from Layla. Our guest today, her name is Layla. She's 30 years old. She lives in San Francisco and she's originally from the Bay Area. Pretty single and taking a dating sabbatical. I feel like we should take a survey of how many people who come on our show who are <laughs> single but taking a dating sabbatical. That seems to be a trend. How long has, has this sabbatical been for?
2: Um, it's been for over 90 days, 90 days. Is it
0: a voluntary sabbatical? Yeah, it's voluntary. Okay. It's good. It's good to have that refresh, especially when you've had some crazy dating stories.
2: How long is it going to be for in total? Um, I guess until I find someone that I'm interested in dating right now, I just have no interest in dating. I feel like my dating energy is really depleted. You (laughs)
1: find someone you're going to be interested in dating when when you're taking a dating sabbatical.
2: It's a really good question. <laughs> I figured it out,
1: no, yet. but.
0: I'm really drained. I think if you're drained, this is the best time to take a sabbatical because mm-hmm. it's kind of like what's the point of even going if you're already feeling that drained energy? Mm-hmm. And eventually you'll feel that urge again.
1: Yeah, hopefully. But when you were dating, I guess shit happened to you, because that's why you're here. <laughs> yeah.
3: and that's also why
1: I'm drained. <laughs> and one of those would be a crazy dating story that you want to tell yes, us about, yeah? I
2: actually have two I'd like to share. Two.
1: <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go for it.
2: Um, so for eight and a half months, when I first moved to the city... I, made, I didn't really have a lot of friends and I made friends with a guy and we became really good friends. We eventually dated for eight and a half months. I would say four months into it, I have a call from him saying that, you know, it's an emergency. He needs to talk to me right away. And I'm like, emergency? Like, what can I do in terms of emergency? Like, you should be calling 911. So anyway, I picked up the phone and it turns out um, he needs my help with something. So what he needs my help with is, um, so for about the previous two weeks, he had a girl on Facebook add him. She was Facebook friends with his family friend and his uncle and so he felt it was safe to add her. So he's the type of person that has everything listed on Facebook, where he works, mom's Facebook, his dad's Facebook, basically. Oh. So this girl ends up chatting with him for about two weeks, basically checking in on him every single day, flirting with him, um, flirting messages. And one day she randomly calls him and it's a about 10 to 15 second video of her walking into the shower and she's nude and obviously doing inappropriate things like touching herself and um, they have <laughs> never met before and they have never met before she her facebook says she does event planning in singapore and she had just graduated and she just looks like a normal girl you know normal <laughs> asian very cute asian girl so there's no audio in this video so uh-huh. obviously he starts engaging possibly doing the same thing um so about 10 to 15 seconds Is this a video chat that they're doing without sound so yeah so there was a video uh, no audio and they were texting on the side
0: there's a video through facebook
2: i'm not sure <clears throat> okay yeah. so she filmed the video mm-hmm. send
1: him the video
2: chatting on the side it seemed he- like it was a live video Okay. Okay, so it's like a video chat. So it's like a live video chat. It's like a video chat. So it gets a little complicated because um, the video goes on for 10 to 15 minutes. There's no audio. They're texting on the side. And then the call cuts out. She calls back and she continues to do whatever she's doing on the bed, you know, touching herself. And he's probably doing the same thing. Call ends. A few days later, she messages him and she says, hey, I have something to show you. He's expecting like maybe like a cool picture or something like that. And it just ends up being a video of just him touching himself with his face, everything. And I don't know what was in it. I've never seen it, but basically it was enough to blackmail him. (gasps) For 10K, she sends him... (sighs) All her banking details, Western Union, this is my bank account number, send me 10K, or this is a list of people I'm <gasps> going to send the video to. And so since she had access to his Facebook, like his work, who his oh mom is, my who gosh. his friends are on his wall, she compiles a list and threatens him with it.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. So did she yeah. actually know his cousin and like uncle, or did she just no, like randomly I, I friend really, them?
2: I think she randomly friended them.
0: Was it like a scheme to like get him, or was he just like...
2: I have no idea.
0: But anyways, you were dating him during this time. I was
2: dating him. Yeah. So for the next 24 hours, he can, she continued to threaten him saying things like, um, I'm going to not, not going to delete it. Um, she eventually dropped the price to 5K to 1K Uh, Uh, all over the course of 24 hours. That's blackmail though. Like that's like
0: highly illegal, but that's another (laughs) situation. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's blackmail. Um, But he was really panicking. He was asking me, like, should I just send her 5K? Otherwise, she's not going to delete it. And I was like, wait, you're telling me you cheated on me, but you're telling me you need my help? Like, (laughs) I'm really confused here. Why is he asking you for help?
0: Right. Like, you would think he'd want to be hiding it from you. Exactly.
2: So he doesn't have a lot of friends. And I guess there was no one he could talk to. And so I was the only one that could help him. And I was just really panicking for him. And so I just told him, you know, she already has the video. She's either going to send the video or she's going to send the video and you lose 5k. What do you want to do?
1: Let's hold that thought for a sec. We'll get right back to it. first month. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you, <laughs> I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, Neil is gonna learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview.
0: Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You know, it's out of your hands at this point. She's not gonna put an extra effort if she's not gonna gain anything from it. So he kind of freaks out, files a police report, um, sets up Google Alerts online, like if anything gets uploaded online under his name he'll get alerted for it. What were you thinking at this point? Were you like sympathizing with him? Or were you like, what the fuck? Why have you been doing this? I was so shocked, to be honest. Like, everything I've just told you guys, he didn't even tell me right on the spot. Like, it took me a course, the course over a week for him to tell me because he had, like, kept so many details to himself. Mm. And he had justified it in a way where it was like he was watching porn and not cheating. But I think the difference between that is he didn't think she was a porn star. He thought she was just, like, a regular a girl and you've been hiding like two weeks of conversations right from me and then telling me, and then I don't think he would have told me if he wasn't gonna be blackmailed right. and needed
0: help like I get that it wasn't like someone he was physically with but yeah. that's like i mean if they're chatting every day for two weeks and then he's like being sexual with her
2: yeah i feel like
0: that's cheating and she know. called
2: him twice it's like if you know what the first call is about you're, you're gonna know what the second call is about when they
1: called did they actually
2: speak on the phone they spoke there was no audio like not even like the shower water yeah, that's <laughs> weird what I, that, that's what i'm saying i actually don't think he was talking to a girl so his hypothesis <laughs> <laughs> that's a
0: red flag yeah no audio is a red flag so <laughs>
2: his hypothesis was that it could have been like a man just replaying a recording absolutely. with a fake facebook account absolutely using sure this yeah. poor girl has no idea her image <laughs> and her video is being used yeah wow so, i mean he did do some like research on scam forums and he found her on like a malaysia scam forum so <gasps> let's say she's in malaysia let's say it is a real girl like the police don't like, aren't able to do anything about it. I, well, I'm curious <laughs> how this impacted you guys, though. Like, how did you... Did you keep dating after? Did I, you, like, break up immediately? I, like, what was... I quickly forgive people, and it did take me a long time to find out all the details about this. It really broke my trust with him just the fact that he could hide something like this and then asking for help and actually the second call he made was to his mom because he didn't know what to do you know it was really hard to gain my trust back after this even though it wasn't like real physical cheating it was like virtual cheating or yeah how serious were you guys um, I we were definitely exclusive. We were living together, living together, yeah. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was living at his place like every now and then. Um, I did stay over there over for like a few months straight, but we were just like really good friends. Like, I just thought we had really good trust, we oh. had a great connection. How long
0: were you guys dating before this happened? Four months, okay. And then how long did you, you guys date? Eight months in total.
2: Wait, actually, we started in March and we, this happened in August, so uh, five. Five months.
0: And then three months. Like, how long did it take you to like untangle all this to like end it?
2: It took me a month to really find out all the details, to be honest. And then um, he broke up with me the next month saying that he needed to go find himself and he didn't Mm. feel like he was happy without me. Like, it was almost like he was codependent. And then he broke up with me two another two months later, like a final breakup. Wow.
0: What made you kind of keep going with him instead of ending Um,
2: it? When I... First found out about this video call, one of my girlfriends told me, you know, it's not a reflection on you. Like I was having all of these like body... Like I just felt really insecure. Maybe it's about the way I look. Like Mm. maybe I wasn't sexy enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't whatever enough. She told me that people that fall for these kind of like I guess scam these scams or people that that fall for other girls that offer some kind of external validation or people mm. that don't really feel good about themselves right they are they have a hole in them they feel really insecure about themselves so I kind of saw it as like oh he has his own problem he needs to work on and I was really compassionate towards that but why stay to like fix him up I couldn't let go of a connection we had like mm. I knew ultimately he wasn't a bad guy I think he did make some bad decisions Mm. I'm a really forgiving person like I feel like I've changed a lot so I figured he would what was the conclusion of this what happened Um, the conclusion of it was she ended up blocking or deleting her account and then he just never heard from her So she
0: never blackmailed him.
2: Yeah, she never blackmailed him again. But funny story is three of my other guy friends have actually been caught. What? So a different girl. But but same scenario? But same scenario. They've been blackmailed to video. One of my guy friends was going through a breakup. So I guess it was like easy for him to just you know, talk to a hot girl, like I just have a hot girl message you and want to talk to her. One other guy, this happened to him a year ago. Another one, um, you know, similar type of situation where the guys are just not feeling the best about themselves when wow. this happens. And are all these women Asian? I don't know what they look like. Wow. So what's your other story? Can it top this one?
0: I'm starting to see see why you're on the dating sabbatical. Okay. I just
1: don't even know what I would do if I found my boyfriend in this kind of situation because there is incriminating video. There's still incriminating video of him out there. Who knows where it's going to end up, where it's going to be.
2: It's really scary. This Um, person has
1: all his information.
2: Yeah. I think we really have to be careful online. You never know who's going to use it against you. But honestly, I feel like even after Snapchat, you know, after the whole dick pic culture, I feel like dick pics culture, I feel like we could have learned like a thing or two about like not showing your face. Oh, he showed his face. And that's why she had enough to blackmail because it was like his face and his private part. I feel like you know, dick pics 101, like, just show one or the other. It's, like, common sense, right? I mean, come on, we're in the digital world, like,
0: right? Do you guys,
2: did you guys not take dick pics 101? What? What's wrong with these guys?
1: Like,
0: you can't do
2: both. I'm you still stuck on the
1: technology aspect of it. It yeah. didn't, it, it seemed like she was sending a video and yeah. then he sent a video back.
2: Oh, no, it was a live video or I guess it could have been a recording on her end, but she was filming him I live. mean, that makes sense
0: because then it wouldn't have her in the video, right? Because, like, if it was a video of both of them Mm -hmm. then she would be recording herself yeah but if this isn't even a real woman who knows it's what's going on it was just
2: the full video of just him touching himself yeah and i don't think she would have had enough to blackmail if his face wasn't in there right yeah
1: and we will get right back to that thought after this message from our sponsor while this year hasn't been totally smooth at least we can look smooth shaperman offers a collection of awesome shapewear that not only smooths you out but also feels comfortable And I know that when I feel comfortable in my clothes, I also feel
3: empowered.
1: At shapermint.com, I can easily find the perfect shapewear ranging from tanks, shorts, bodysuits, and more. Julie and I recently got some matching loungewear leggings and they are so comfy and also just smooths you out in all the right places. It's my go-to at-home attire. And unlike leading brands, at Shapermint, you can get up to 60 to 70% off shapewear with Shapermint's ongoing discounts, plus an extra 10% off your order just by being a listener of our show. But you must go to shaperman.com slash dateable and use the code dateable. That's S-H-A-P-E-R-M-I-N-T dot com slash dateable code dateable to get our exclusive listener at a discount of an extra 10% off your order. Again, that's shaperman.com slash dateable code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. Okay, let's get back into this convo. So, so what's your other story?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my other story. Um, shortly after this whole, situ- this whole breakup happened, I started dating a guy. He's really well-connected, well-known in the city. Yeah, he has a great job. Um, he's a friend. So I started dating him. I didn't feel like anything could really go wrong. Things moved really quickly. So within two weeks, he told me he wanted to be in a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- just the fact that it just moved so quickly. Like I think on the third day, he had gifted me an iPhone for Christmas. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and um, he was like, I want to talk to you. I want to FaceTime you. You know, he was traveling. He was like, "I." he just really wanted to keep in touch. For about four days, like, you know, I started having an, it, like my sixth sense telling me that I couldn't trust him. Mm. When I told him, like I felt like I couldn't trust him. He got really upset with me for four days. We didn't speak. What was <clears throat> it? What happened that really, made you feel this way? I don't really know. It was just something that I had felt really strongly. Like I felt like a guy can't move that quickly and fall for you so quickly and for it to be real or for it to be mm. healthy or normal.
0: It just didn't feel authentic. It just didn't
2: feel authentic. I mean, maybe I'm jaded from my previous relationship or whatever. But I feel like my sixth sense was pretty strong about it. At the end of the four days, um, he came back to me and told me, like, he really wants to work things out. He wants to earn my trust, whatever that is. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, did you sleep with anybody during these four days? He's like, no. And I was like, you know, I'm just asking you, like, I wouldn't consider it as cheating. Like, I'm just asking you for the sake of, like, right. I just want to be healthy STD-wise. Mm. <laughs> and, and he was like, no, I haven't. He's like, I always use a condom unless they're my girlfriend. And I was like, okay. But I asked him about, like, if he had slept with anyone for another two times. And again, he said no all, all on all of mm. each time. So we started dating again. One night, I felt so uncomfortable. I got out of bed. I went to check his iPad, and he had given me his passcode twice because he knew I didn't trust him for mm. whatever reason. I had never snooped before, but I figured, like, you know, if you're gonna give me your passcode, I might as well just look.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why do you think you? did? Why do you feel the need? Like, do you? Remember? I just didn't
2: feel comfortable. Like, I remember it was like 12:30 a.m. Like, something was like not comfortable in my stomach, so I got out of bed to do it. But you know, prior to checking his iPad. Um, I had noticed that he had security cameras in all, like, in every single room of his mm. apartment. And that really scared me because I asked him, I said, you know, you never told me you have security cameras. I don't know what footage you have of me. Um, he told me he would take them all down and he doesn't have any footage. And it's just for security purposes. And I was like, okay. So I trusted him. So when I did go look through his iPad... I found out, you know, there were some lies here and there about like who dogs at his dog while he was out of town. It turned out to be a girl he used to date, like just some really minor lies. But I'm just so sensitive to like lying that I was so upset with him. Um, I didn't, I left his apartment immediately. He didn't know what I knew. Mm. So the next morning he texts me, he's like, okay, like, I'm sorry, I lied to you. I slept with who and who, I did this and this, whatever, whatever. So it was almost like he came clean to me, even though I... Oh, you didn't even find that that information. I didn't even find that information. I had no idea. (laughs) Wow. So I was really upset that he actually had slept with someone during the four days. And I was like, why would you lie to me about this? And he honestly just felt like, or I wouldn't date him if I had found out. He asked me, how did you find out about that he lied? And I wouldn't tell him. So for about a week... Um, We didn't speak. And then he sends me a black and white footage of Uh, me walking up to his iPad, uh, checking his iPad, just to like prove me wrong. And that just freaked me out because I was like, wow, so the security cameras weren't down the whole time. At least not all of them were down. At that time, I was freaking out so much. I called two lawyers. I was like, I don't know what footage he has of me. You know, maybe I'm walking around without pants on or maybe we're doing stuff on the couch or like something. And I don't know, and he's, he, I don't know, I don't really know this guy that well, so I don't know what he's going to do with the footage. How long
0: had you been dating at this point?
2: Um, I would say three weeks.
0: Okay, wow.
2: Yeah, just three weeks. So so I called the two lawyers. Now he's
0: blackmailing you. The first (laughs) time the guy was blackmailing me.
2: (laughs) Exactly. The tables have turned. Um, And so I spoke with the two lawyers and they told me I basically don't have a case unless he chooses to upload this content online or shares it with someone without my consent. And since it's filmed on public property, I don't have any, I don't have a case
0: public property isn't it his house
2: yeah oh sorry private, private property pri- private okay property. I was like
0: wait what okay <laughs> yeah
2: sorry and then um so he just ended up like apologizing so much and I let him know I was like you know you basically lied to me about the security cameras being off and then lied to me about other things that I found out and then you're trying to prove to me that I looked through your iPad I was like you know this is a lot of drama um, but he really tried to apologize. He had like reached out to one of my girlfriends. Hey, I don't know what to do. One of my girlfriends, she did this behind my back. She was like, she sent him a list of things that he could buy me that would make me feel better. And it was a really random list of things. Um, he ended up gifting me a pair of like really nice Jimmy Chews. They're about like nine hundred dollars wow. for a pair, just to like apologize for everything. And so you know, like I'm again a really forgiving person, um, so I forgave him. We continue to date.
0: Did he ever tell you when he slept with someone else? Like was it in that four days when it you was broke during up? The four
2: days. Okay, yeah. so he
0: technically didn't cheat on you, but he mm-hmm. wasn't upfront that he did sleep with other people. Yeah. And you would ask that explicitly.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't consider it as cheating. I told him like, you know, I don't think this is cheating. I just need to know it's lying stuck with anyone. Though. Right. It's lying. The whole security cameras thing was lying. It's just Yeah. So, so when
1: you gave him more chances, at what point did you say this is the final straw? No more chances. To
2: be honest, he broke up with me. Oh <laughs> what? Because moving forward, um, he wanted to work things out. I was trying to give him a chance, but I just could not trust anything that came out of his mouth. He he just got so frustrated that I had all these trust issues, that I wasn't moving forward, that yeah. I couldn't put the past behind me, that he was just like, this needs to end.
0: I've been there before in the sense of giving people more chances. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you feel compelled to give people this many chances?
2: Um, I think I have fucked up a lot and I've messed up a lot in relationships in the past. And so... I am really grateful for those chances. Like for me to have become this person that I am today and I try to be as the best person that I can be. So I like to give people the same grace. Yeah.
1: Yeah, There's, there's on one hand, yes. If you feel like you have a great connection, you don't want to give it up right away. You Mm -hmm. feel like you can work things out. But in this particular story, you didn't trust him from the very beginning,
2: Yeah. So what made you think you were going to trust him later? I think I really wanted it to work out. I looking back, I really thought he was going to change. Mm. Um and I think that's the problem. Like that's (laughs) the problem. Yeah. (laughs) We all think the guy's gonna change, but yeah, I think it was maybe I had gotten out of something that was bad previously and I was like, well, you know, maybe this next guy might be better if I you know put in more effort if I gave him more chances and I think it's just that hope that I had
0: have you ever dated someone that's just super nice
2: (laughs) or normal okay you have have. how did that go he was too nice oh so you Mm. like when they're a little (laughs) I I need like a good balance of both and that's kind of hard to find
0: Mm. so it's boring
2: yeah yeah I think you're definitely picking the The wrong guys the wrong guys here So that's why I'm definitely doing like the three month sabbatical.
0: I think that's great
2: doing sabbatical. <laughs> yeah
0: I guess like back to the snooping part because mm. I feel like that's also like mm. have is that something mm. you've ever done before or was this kind of like the first time that you've done something um, like that?
2: I've only done it because I knew his passcode because he had given it to me twice before because right. trust issues. but do yeah. you think
0: it's it's I mean underlying you didn't trust mm. him and that's why you did and it and I right. couldn't
2: put my finger on it. It was just like this feeling that I had. I just had no idea. And honestly, I'm just kind of like, why would you give me a passcode if it's you're going to have some dirt on there? Like, clean it up before you give me a, your passcode.
0: You could also argue, like, if he was going to give you his passcode, you could trust him.
1: Yeah, yeah and also, if he's going to give you your his passcode, why would he fault you for looking? I don't yeah. know. I
0: just feel like the second you turn to snooping, that's like a huge red flag that things are already mm-hmm. in bad place. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: you're never going to find anything great. Even, yeah. like... Even you said you didn't even find anything, Yeah, honestly, right? All that stuff was just little lies that you yeah. didn't really, it didn't really matter mm-hmm. if you had found naked photos or if you have found conversations that yeah. were steamy with another girl. That's another case, but... The minute you snoop, you're gonna find something you don't like, even right. if it really doesn't matter for your relationship. Because we all hide stuff on our phones, yeah, <laughs> so uh, like, our like a, a bad Google search like... or something.
0: But then also, <laughs> it's like the <Bad laughs> Google. Stuff. It's not even that. <laughs> <laughs> Something you don't want people seeing. I'm not going to reveal what my name Do is. Do I you, have chlamydia? You guys all know if you guys are searching. when you bring it up, I'm just kidding. But I think it's but, like uh, Google search. You know, like I don't know. I think also it's like you then know that you snooped. Also, so yeah. it's already this weird like disconnect of like trust has been broken. Even if right. they never mm-hmm. found out that you snooped, yes. you know that.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking from experience, once you snoop, mm-hmm. you can't go back. You have to keep snooping. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the relationship will never be back to normal because uh-huh. you are now equipped with information mm-hmm. that yeah. you you were not meant to see.
0: Speaking from experience, huh? Speaking yeah. from
1: experience, the, the boyfriend I had when I was living in Beijing... Same as you. For some reason, one night I just woke up and I thought something's not right. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. I can't even pinpoint. It was like an exam, like an event that mm-hmm. happened. And he had given me his passcode multiple times for me to look up an address or mm-hmm. whatever. So I knew it. I went on his phone and of course I came upon all these conversations he had, not only with women on a dating app, but also with prostitutes. And I remember just like going down this rabbit hole and he, like half of it was in English. Half of it was in Chinese. And I remember screenshotting the Chinese parts and sending it to my friend to translate. Cause I couldn't read everything. And, but I could read numbers. I could read, you know, how much right, are you right. for the night oh that I can God. read and the negotiation back and forth was just numerical numbers. And I, I couldn't stop. And I think at like 3 AM, I finally said, I can't keep going because there's just going to be more. What do you do with this information at this point? I, there's nothing you can do. Like that relationship will never be back to normal. No. And like you, Mm -hmm. I gave him a chance.
0: (laughs) It's always the downfall. (laughs) I gave him a chance to
1: come clean. At Mm -hmm. first he would lie, didn't deny everything. Mm -hmm. And then I showed him screenshots that I have found. And then he was like, Oh, market research. Ah, ah, ah. Oh. he's like you a you know I it's business development I was doing market research for some of my clients who may be interested in prostitutes oh, or my, my god whatever I'm like yeah you really need to do that on a dating oh. app and then finally he gave in and said yes I've had inappropriate conversations he didn't he didn't admit to any sort of taking like taking action or seeing these people in real life but how can you trust someone from there? Right. But even after this conversation, I told him I'm willing to forgive you. If we can work on this. If we go to therapy, what mm-hmm. what not? And he's the one that couldn't get over it because he said. I feel like you've stripped me of my masculinity for one, because now you know all this dirt about me. And two, I'm so sh- ashamed that I can't even look at you. Yeah.
0: It's interesting in both of your instances, they were the ones that like ended it.
1: Because, it's really
0: fascinating. Because they
1: were caught red handed and they can't right, go back. Right. But the problem, the, the question I have for both of these men is why did you not clean up your tracks <laughs> if you they don't if think you, you're gonna look exactly you're right? actually gonna do it i was so confused it it blew my mind that he mm-hmm. gave me his his phone is out in the open mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he gave me his passcode mm-hmm. i can easily go on it anytime i want yeah and still he had all these pages open yeah it just oh i could do not do you think it.
0: that it's mm-hmm. like they're almost like saying like oh i'll give you the password and then in that instance being like oh if i like feel like I'm being so open, they're not going to take me up on it. Yeah, like reverse
1: psychology. Yeah, I mean, it's either reverse psychology or I think some of these men just want to be caught. Because some of these men like the drama. They like their woman to be jealous, to know that, you know, there's other people in competition. There's some sick male ego. You
0: said it yourself. Like, you felt like there was a lot of drama. I mean, even from like, initially like week one is just coming so hot and heavy. I think it's tough because like you do hear those like instances where someone met their like soulmate in Mm -hmm. love at first sight. (laughs) And it was a great marriage Mm -hmm. and everything's perfect. But then there's also these like super hot and heavy, like initial ones. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes can be red flags.
2: I agree. Looking it's back, a, they were-
1: It's a balancing act, right? On one hand, we're right. always like, "I want a, I want a commitment," and I mm-hmm. want him to want to be committed to me. And then on the other hand, we're like, "Whoa, he wants commitment way too early, right? Mm-hmm. Do I trust this guy to even right. want it?"
0: Well, it's definitely a balance. Like, I think like you want to feel like though that they know you and they're committing mm-hmm. to you, and not like after a week, it's like, "Do you know me?" Not really. Like unless you had just have, like the most amazing connection all this stuff, like I don't want to say it never happens, but I think sometimes when people move so fast it doesn't feel authentic.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think it's not just men. It's everybody. People will tell you what you want to hear and they will say everything that you want to hear in order to get you in bed or to get to spend time with you. But we all have a pretty good sense of when they're being real and when they're being not real. Right. So I think we should just We should just follow our gut instinct. And
0: it's tough because like I said too, I've been there before when I've wanted to give Mm -hmm. people the opportunity, wanted to give them a chance, wanted to make them change. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you learn from experience that like, you just can't do that. Right. And it's like, I think there's a line, like everything else we're saying is like, you don't necessarily want to just cut someone off right away. Like maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they're willing to learn from it. But I think there's a certain point where if you're feeling like you don't trust someone or... There's only so many chances you can give too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I had approached my ex-boyfriend about this situation, I didn't want it to be an interrogation, but it ended up being an interrogation. At the end of it all, he said, all I really want is attention. And these women are giving me the attention. And that's when I thought that is the root of our problem is that he doesn't
2: feel- That was a classic move. He doesn't feel happy with himself.
0: Or happy with you is what he turned it on.
2: Yes. But also it made me feel like, okay, obviously
1: this actually isn't about me. It's about his insecurities, Mm -hmm. what he's going through. I can't help him out of this. Exactly. And it's, I can't take this personally. But between the two stories you just told, I'm kind of thinking about which scenario is better or worse. (laughs) And I would almost say like the first one is a little bit better. Because again, this woman is giving him attention. He didn't go out and seek it out. Hmm. And if it's just handed to you on a platter, okay, maybe sometimes you act on it. Yeah. They never met person. It is sort of like virtual porn. I mean, eventually we're going to have VR porn is going to be in every household. So <laughs> it's sort of similar to that. And they're getting stimulated in other ways as long as it doesn't hinder your relationship. But in the second situation, not only was there lying and betrayal, but it it bled into your relationship. And that's when it becomes detrimental.
0: I don't know I think there is both I mean there's like there's a theme of lying on both of these that I see that's like that's the part I think that would be really hard to like get past like even the first mm-hmm. guy like really a sense of like betrayal and weirdness in that one too what did he lie yeah. about though
2: he just kept the whole thing from me I mean he was basically developing like an emotional relationship with what he thought was a normal girl and then yeah the whole video calls two of the calls and then I actually never heard at, at never heard of any of this until he asked me for help when she was right. being a black. Male. and you probably
0: would never have heard about it I, I mean that's so. the thing is like but would it if he had hypothetically come to you and been like I met this girl online and we like have sexual encounters of her video like would you have been like what the fuck like probably yeah I
2: would I mean I don't think he would be comfortable with me doing it so that's where I I feel like I should draw the line. I well, that's, be- yeah, I mean, that's why,
0: like, I feel like there's so many people that, like, kind of tout, like, ethical non-monogamy, because the whole benefit of that is that you're being honest with the person. Mm-hmm. I think, in a way, mm-hmm. that's the part that, like, hurts the most with this stuff, is that, like, someone's, like, going behind your back. Mm-hmm. Like, you think about, like, your boyfriend, and you're spending time, and then you're, like, wait, they're at home, like, doing video, like, sexting with this yeah. other yeah. person. Like, it feels like a betrayal.
1: Yeah. Have you guys watched that episode of Black Mirror? Which one? About virtual reality. I don't think so. Okay, so it's. I'll briefly talk about it, Mm -hmm. but I think it posed a lot of interesting questions. It's these two guys who are straight, and they are college friends, friends from college, and they reconnected years later, and then there's this new virtual reality game where you put a chip on you, and then it transforms you into this virtual world, Mm. and then you take on this avatar right? So one of them becomes this female. One of them becomes this male avatar. And in the beginning, they start playing this game virtually and they start fighting like Street Fighter style. And it's very like you're in the middle of a video game. And then it became sexual. Okay. So they're in this virtual world and there's a hot girl, hot guy, and they're getting on, they're having sex. You see them really getting into it. Uh And then they snap out of the game and they both feel like, am I gay? And one (laughs) of them is married and he's thinking, Am I cheating on my wife?
0: Interesting. But they
1: keep going back to this virtual world to have this hot sex. Obviously, nothing's happening in the real world. Right. And the end of this episode, I'm sorry if this is a spoiler alert, they finally decide to meet in real life. Oh, shit. To see if this is a real thing. Like, am I in love with this person if I see them in real life? And they kiss each other and there's. Nothing. It's a very interesting world we live in is that this fantasy, this virtual world. And even with my ex-boyfriend, he said... I don't think anything I do online that's virtual, as long as it's not in person, I don't consider that cheating. And that goes back to the question of when you have a relationship, you should establish the rules and boundaries of what you consider cheating. It doesn't matter if they don't consider cheating; if you consider cheating, it's cheating.
0: I think that's the part where there was a disconnect with that first one, is that he didn't necessarily think he was
1: doing something wrong, Mm -hmm. but you did not feel the same way, (laughs) right? But you didn't have that conversation in the beginning,
2: yeah, right? So he
1: could argue, well, I. and do anything in real life. So I don't think right. I don't consider this cheating. So maybe a
0: question for both of you, like, how did you kind of like break out of this mold of people? Or is this something that you're still like actively doing in this dating sabbatical?
2: <laughs> how do I break out of the mold like, for this?
0: I don't know. I mean, I think there's, I'm not obviously not blaming you in any mm-hmm. way, but like there is always a common denominator that is yourself, right? For sure, yes. And I'm not saying that you deserve any of this. Just want to make that clear. I absolutely <laughs> do not think that. But like, yes, you can always blame other people. And a lot of it was their wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. But then there's always the side of like, what? why am I picking these people? Why am I staying in this as long as I'm staying? That like comes down to you to actually like make a change that's better for you. What are your thoughts on that?
2: I have thought about this many times. I do see myself as a common denominator i feel like a lot of the guys that i pick end up having like really low self-esteem where they're easily tempted by women virtually or physically and i think it's because i don't know i like helping people so Mm. in some ways maybe i have a savior complex maybe i seek projects to work on or maybe I mm-hmm. have low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Maybe I give them so many chances because I don't want to lose them because I have low self-esteem, or maybe I like maybe I'm a little bit more maternal and I want to help them. I have thought about mm-hmm. this a lot. Interesting.
1: <laughs> I uh, I knew exactly where I went wrong was mm-hmm. that I fell for someone who was extremely slick from the very beginning. Yeah, and you kind of know when someone's so good to you, who is so generous with you in the beginning, without any sort of like established connection yet, that's when you should start questioning. Why is this why is this happening? And my mom always says, if he's doing this with you, yeah. he can easily do this with other women. Because mm-hmm. he knows this is a formula he can follow. Yeah. Like with my ex-boyfriend on our first, it wasn't even a formal date, but we were hanging out, and that night he said, let's go to this other city. Flew me first class. We flew to this other city, spent the weekend, went shopping, had (laughs) grand meals, and then came back. That was like our first non-official date. And that's when we started dating. And we moved in a month later.
0: Wow. Wow. I'm always skeptical of the super slick guys. But you know, like
1: part of you, you want to believe in that Fairy tale, like yeah. this is a prince sweeping me off my feet on a first class airplane, right? You you want to give in and and just surrender to that. Right. And sometimes it's nice to have that ignorance and just say this is lovely and just bask in that. Yeah. But then you also got to wake up to reality and say this is not sustainable. I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is, but it's not a relationship.
0: Well, it sounds like you had that too. Like the guy was getting you like nine hundred dollar Jimmy Choo's, yeah, and an iPhone, like. So but people,
1: yeah. guys with low self-esteem mm-hmm. will always buy affection. They will always use gifts and money to buy that back.
2: So he has a little bit more of like an like a Taiwanese tendency. I feel mm. like he was a little bit fobby in some ways. And I know guys in Asia their love language is mostly to buy women gifts gifts, gifts. Mm. yeah so i always thought oh maybe that's just the fobby side of him but right. you know it could be it could have been both but i had a lot like i definitely received more gifts than those two things <laughs> yeah. it's it's tough though because then
0: like you said earlier like i'm not attracted to like the, the nicer guys or like mm-hmm. i get bored with them yeah. and it's like a lot of times they can't even get off the ground because mm-hmm. they're not like doing these grand gestures right, right. right. yeah yeah it's such a catch-22 I mean,
2: I think you can be a good person, but have an edge to you, like, have, like, be confident. And I think it's such a hard balance of, like, not being an asshole or being the guy that gets stepped all over.
0: Yeah, I mean, all of this is, like, a balance. And I think it's, like, a balance for, like, women and people like us in this situation to, like, want to be treated like really well but also recognize when things are a little too good to be true
1: yeah and also you can't save anyone no you can't change anyone you can't save anyone yeah. and i think that was one of the most freeing
0: oh my god epip- yeah.
1: epiphanies of my mid-20s to 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 know that i do not have the power to change or save anyone and then you can just date freely in a way that doesn't have any you take no responsibility
0: right for other
2: it shouldn't people. be a responsibility right yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, that's a tough lesson. But it is a tough lesson. Yeah, I've been there as well. And it's like, especially like if someone was saying they are a certain way or like don't want a relationship, you definitely can't change that stuff either. It's not even just like personality traits. It's everything.
1: And the lying thing. I want to talk about the lying a little bit. I do feel like once you let someone lie a few times, then they'll just keep lying. It's kind of like, I don't know, I think about my dog Mojo. If I... You know, you have to discipline him all the time. Every time I give him a treat, I have to make him sit and hold out his hand for like a high five, right? If I let him not do it a few times, then he knows that one out of three times he can get away with it.
0: Mm. And then it
1: just creates this behavior. He knows that one out of three times... Mommy will still give me a treat even right. if I don't sit and hold out my my paw. So I think it's the same in relationships. You, if you let these little things slide and show your partner that you're okay with it to a certain right. extent, then they're just going to know that they can keep getting away with it.
0: Yeah, I think it's human nature and it's like valuing yourself too to be like I'm not here to get like lied and walked all over.
1: Yeah, sticking to your to your dignity. yeah and intuition
0: I think like you said like I just woke up in the middle of the night and I didn't feel good yeah that is a huge sign
2: I couldn't put my finger on it it was weird I don't know what that is, but once you
1: start feeling that in a relationship, Mm. the first thing to do is not to snoop, but to get the fuck out. I I don't know. I just feel like if the intuition kicks in, you got to get out of the situation first, be alone for a day or two, collect your thoughts, kind of be curious about why you're feeling that way, Mm -hmm. and then come back to your partner and express what you're feeling. Give them an opportunity to tell you before you find out for yourself.
0: Yeah, it's such a tough one too because you're like, oh, am I reading too much into this? Mm -hmm. Like maybe my intuition's off and like you start questioning yourself. But Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know, looking back on like every relationship when things like turned, I like felt it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, then you start to justify it and it's like, no, like I was right from what I felt. Um,
1: This is something I've really learned from all the dating coach videos that I've watched of other people. As women, we're told by media and sometimes by society that we make shit up from thin air, that we're just like, we're creating drama out of nothing. So it makes us question our own intuition because we start thinking, am I overthinking this? Am I making this up? What this dating coach said once in her dating video, she said, it doesn't matter what you're thinking is made up or not. Your feelings are real. If you're feeling bad, if you're feeling uncomfortable, if you're feeling angered, though your feelings are true. That's right. your truth. So that's what you should act upon. It's not so much like whether you're making shit up. Your feelings are real. Good point. Okay, should we do some takeaways? <laughs> so much to unpack here. <laughs> takeaways.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think first and foremost, like, don't show your face and your junk, right? <laughs>
2: Dick picks 101. Dick pics
0: 101. Actually, just don't show your face. Like don't Yeah, no one can no one can say that's you.
1: No, yeah. But, unless if you have like a very specific tattoo of your first pet <laughs> I mean, name tough. It's, your dick.
0: Yeah, I mean it's tough because it's like you want to trust people inherently. Mm. And like I think there's some signs, like maybe the fact that like there's no audio in the video, that's a red flag, right? But yeah. like in theory Anyone could like black, like they could take your text messages mm-hmm. or like it could be someone that you had been dating for like years in theory, like anything that's written or on mm-hmm. camera, which is terrifying. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still illegal and blackmail to do that. So like if someone does try to blackmail you, you can call that out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it is a scary world, the digital side that people have so much of this potentially to use against you in some way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You said something that was really great where you said, he wouldn't like it if I did this. Mm -hmm. So I think every time you think what you're doing is not so bad, you know, you're like, it's in the gray area. Think about how would I feel if I caught my partner doing this? How would you feel? Or
0: could they interpret it a different way? Like we talked about, like everyone has a different definition of cheating.
1: Yes. Yes, have to be aligned on that.
0: I think the other one is listening to your gut and not like maybe one or two chances max and then it just you can't keep doing it right it's like there's only so many chances like i know we want people to succeed and do the best but it's also like at the end of the day doing what's right for you and preserving that dignity is like the most important thing
1: and know that snooping is opening pandora's box i think those of us who <laughs> snoop are looking for ammunition you're not actually looking for evidence to prove you wrong you're looking for evidence to prove right. you right you're not going to be- be like, oh, I'm looking for innocent messages that don't mean anything. No, you're looking for ammunition. You're looking through all the uh, photo albums. You're looking through emails from 2015. I don't know. But you're looking for something to piss you off. So if if that's your intention already, just don't do it. Right. It's not going to make you feel any
0: better. And if you feel the need to snoop, that's a that's huge already, sign that you just... Already- be red flag yeah. number 1 do you have any takeaways
2: um definitely <laughs> be very careful with whom you date like someone can be so normal <laughs> in the community and have so many friends and I think people are normal when they people are one uh, one person when they make friends and they're another person when they're dating you they're two different sides of a person and um I think no girl is really going to show you her private parts like for free like, <laughs> I mean, like common sense right yeah. no free um, lunch or tacos so <laughs> interesting <laughs> that yeah, point no you just lunch. made
0: too though because sometimes we're drawn to this like image of someone and it mm-hmm. sounds like with that second guy there was definitely an image that he had and yes. like a life he was giving you and all that mm-hmm. and in a way it's like I want it to work so I'm gonna like look past some of this right. stuff but like there's a time when that's just like not gonna be enough to have that image like if you really just don't trust someone mm-hmm. it's like where do you go from there
2: yeah yeah I think it just takes a long time to get to know someone. It takes a long time to get to know someone, which is
1: fine, but it doesn't take long to know if someone's authentic or not. And I think we just have to act upon it instead of trying to mold someone into some, something that they're not, because we're just trying right. to sell ourselves on some sort of fantasy. Right. It never works out that way. Now, do we have time okay. for a quick question? Of, of the course day. we do. Okay, this
0: comes from Quentin. I recently caught a girlfriend snooping through my phone. I have nothing to hide and it came off as invasive of my privacy in that she didn't trust me. She's begging me to forgive her, but I just don't trust her now. How can we move forward, or is our relationship doomed?
2: Cool. Does she find anything? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a major question. I don't. He said that he has nothing to hide. We did not hear from her.
2: Well, I think as a boyfriend, he should be wondering why he mm. has given her a reason or mm-hmm. a feeling mm-hmm. for her to not trust him, right? And I think as we discuss, like she maybe it's best that she doesn't snoop and like just talks to him Mm -hmm. if she has any insecurities.
0: So, I mean, it sounds like the damage has been done. I think the best thing for them now would be to have a conversation Mm -hmm. of, like, why? What drove you to snoop? And maybe it was something he did that he made her feel a certain way. Maybe it wasn't even intentional. Or maybe it's from her past. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been with a slew of men that have made me feel insecure, given me a reason to not trust, and the same projection to you. Mm -hmm. And then, like, having that and seeing what comes from that conversation and then, like... That can help determine how you move forward.
1: Yeah, I think those are the moments where a couple can make two. Decisions. One is you get out. You know, at that point, maybe there's just no turning back. Or another, another option is you face a music, you have a coming to Jesus moment mm-hmm. and say, What are some of the things that you think I should know right now? Let's just put it all out on the table. What are some things that if I found on your phone right. that you would not be comfortable with? Let's just let's just share. Yeah. And let's make this rule for the next hour. We're gonna reveal all these things about ourselves. And after this hour, we move forward. We forget about it all. And then we just move forward. Just dump it all out now. And then maybe that's a great way to start with a clean slate and say, this is a brand new relationship now. Yep. Let's just move forward. Because there really is no, like what both tried to do was you take it from where it left off and try to build from there. It doesn't work like that because your foundation's already rotten. You have to build the foundation again from the ground up.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, no, it's a great approach because if he really has nothing to hide, then it's like, let's just air it out. Let's air it out. Yeah.
1: Every little thing that I think could bother you. I will tell you right now. Cool. Good luck, Quentin. <laughs> good luck with that. Tell us, good luck with that. Tell us how it goes. <laughs> and if you want to be set up with Layla. Oh, God. <laughs> In case it doesn't go very well. If you're a nice guy that has a little bit of an edge, that's going to
0: not do this shit.
1: You have, what, a few more weeks before you're off your sabbatical? It's actually past 90 days already.
0: I so think you basically... need to t- have you done a big dating sabbatical before?
2: No.
1: I
0: think this is great because I feel like when I got really burnt out with dating, I did like a six months dating sabbatical. I just focused on myself, focused on like I was starting a business at the time, like really just loving like friends and Mm -hmm. life and just like it replenishes you Mm -hmm. in a way that like sets you up to be your best self. So when you can meet someone, you're attracting someone that's good for you, not someone that isn't and it's not coming from a place of desperation. So I think it's a great thing that you're in this uh, sabbatical right now.
1: Yeah. Why not? Right. It's about you. You're dating yourself. That's what I always say. Yeah. Dating sabbatical, you're still dating yourself. So So, it's not like you're not dating.
0: I will Mm -hmm. say we had, um, I'll say my mentor, but we had (laughs) kind of, no, I'm saying uh, we had uh, last season, Marnie Batista, Mm -hmm. who was kind of is a dating coach that's been around forever And during that dating sabbatical of mine, we're saying that like, she was so ahead of her time that she had like scan drives that she gave. But like, I was doing work. It wasn't like I was just like sitting and ignoring myself. And I was looking at like, what is the root of what is happening? I am the common denominator, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And how can I do like, how can I take accountability to like, put myself in like the best position. So I think it's important to take that sabbatical to do that work and not just ignore it either.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Anything else?
0: Any parting <laughs> parting advice for anyone?
2: <laughs> Watch out for the scam that's going around. It's affected like four people that I know so far ever since it's <laughs> happened. I um, just want to do a public service announcement to help everyone. And... um Everybody try and deal with your own issues before dating. Otherwise, it just hurts everybody. I really want to know
1: if you've been hit by this scam (laughs) or you've come even in some close proximity to it. I would love to hear from you because maybe we can catch these people. It's like catch a (laughs) predator. I love playing this game. I'm going to find this old Fat man who's on the other (laughs) end (laughs) playing these videos of these young Uh, innocent girls who have no idea they're the ones, the face of this scam. That's so sad. Dick pick pic pic one <laughs> <and all> one. <laughs> okay, yeah. we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you so yeah. much for telling us your stories. I'm sure you have more, but these <laughs> these two were somewhat related in a way because they happened one after another. I can totally see why you're on a dating sabbatical <laughs> after that shebang. Okay, yeah. we're gonna wrap this up. Stay dateable. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag StayDateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.
3: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.